You are listening to the Gig Coach Podcast, designed for anyone who wants to learn the secrets to becoming a successful professional entertainer without a record deal or even a song on the radio. I'm your host, Rockin' Rick Bell, but they call me the Gig Coach because I love helping performers achieve their dreams of earning a living with their talent, just like I have. Who am I and what qualifies me to talk on this subject? I've been a full-time professional solo entertainer playing over 300 well-paid gigs a year for over a decade. I ditched my corporate day job in 2008 to play music full-time, and it was the best career decision I ever made. Over the years, I developed a unique combination of performing live guitar and vocals along with backing tracks and blending DJ music in throughout my live performances. This combination has proven to be a gold mine for me. And now I want to share my secrets with performers who want to turn their passion into their profession. Go to thegigcoach.com and join the Gig Coach Workshop. It's free to join and you'll receive a training module from my course, Booked Solid, Playing Solo for Good Pay, when you join the workshop. Go to thegigcoach.com and join the workshop today. When you're selecting the songs you're going to perform at any gig, you have to consider something called BPM, which stands for beats per minute. Now, how does that affect you and your song list? When you have an audience, you're you, the usual job, the usual thing you're hired to do most of the time is set the mood for the event. Now, if you were just background music and you're doing nothing but sitting in a corner and playing piano or playing guitar, and singing while people mill around and talk. That's one thing. You're just background music and you can play laid back music. <clears throat> but if you were hired to be the entertainment for an event, you are oftentimes expected to be a party starter. The music you choose, the energy level of that music is going to dictate how successful you are in the eyes of the person who booked you. The problem with a lot of the new music, and I'm, we'll speak about country music specifically, some in pop, but not as much. That's, that's a whole different genre. That's a different thing. But for most of the radio airplay country music that's popular now, the BPM, the beats per minute, is low. It, it has a same sort of a chung, chicka, chung, chicka, chung, that kind of a slow beat. And it sounds great when it's on the radio and you're driving in, you know, traffic. That's what those songs are made to do. They're, they're like background, uh, you know, the, the soundtrack of your life, so to speak. When you're performing, you as a live performer are often expected to lift the room, the energy in the room. And if you are playing the popular songs on the radio now, there may be one or two people in the room that initially say, wow, I know that song. I like that. But the overall energy of the room will just deflate and it'll get lower and lower and people will get bored. And some of them, you know, may even start yawning because you're there to lighten it up and bring the energy. And I had someone mention something at one of my shows one time. They were a kind of a, um, a regular, you know, fan, if you would. They, they come to all of my shows that they knew about, especially the public ones, the residency gigs. And there's a 
lady and her husband, and they would come. And I was, you know, doing my thing one night, and I didn't really feel particularly energetic. You have to be careful because your mood will come through in your performance. When you're not feeling high energy, you won't put out high energy in your performance. And this particular day, I was probably done a gig earlier that day, which I often do. I'll do a gig at 2 in the afternoon, maybe one at 10 a.m. and 2 in the afternoon, and then I'll do my nighttime thing. And at this nighttime gig, I was I just, you know, kind of laid back, playing some whatever, some eagles or something easygoing. And she spoke up from the bar and she said, Rockin' Rick, that's what my stage name is. She said, Rockin' Rick, play something with some energy. Man, we want to have a good time. Come on. And I went, okay. Little light went off in my head and I thought, that's what people want. They bring me here to lift the room, the energy level. So I kicked in, and that's the good thing about being able to DJ along in your show. If you, uh, you know, are trying to perform, but you're not feeling it, reach over and hit the DJ button and turn on Uptown Funk or some kind of whatever, party music, and the whole room will light up. Okay, this is, this is magic. This is a magic formula. But when you're selecting your songs, don't do a lot of ballads and slow things that are popular on the radio uh, these days because your energy, your level in the room, even though they're new songs and you think, oh, I need to, I love this new song by whomever, Luke Bryan or what, you know, whatever artist. I love it. You have to look at it from the standpoint of how much energy is that song. So there's a scale that I like to use with song energy. And that scale goes from one to five. A one would be a song like uh, Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You. Just as slow, it's no energy. Two is a little more. Three is a mid-level you know, beat. Maybe a Hootie and the Blowfish kind of a thing. Only want to be with you type. And then a five is a banger. A five at the top is a high energy. The crowd's going to go nuts. They love this song. And it's going to bring the party on. Now, you can't do all fives all night long. The crowd can't stand it. They're only good for about one five at a time, you know, level song at a time. Then you've got to bring it back down to three. So you pace and you only do about one of the level one or two songs throughout the night. Maybe, maybe two. But you learn to pace and you categorize your songs, beats per minute, energy level of the song at one through five, and you choose those. Most of the songs you're going to perform are going to be a three, a four, and then about every fifth song, you'll throw a five in. But this, you learn to pace the show, pace the room. And I talk about this in my course, Booked Solid, Playing Solo for Good Pay. I explain all of these dynamics and how to learn to do this. This is an art form. It is not you simply setting up your guitar or your piano, and just singing your songs. That won't work. You have to pace the room. Now, let me say one thing about piano players, though. You can be a, a comedy dueling piano type show where you don't use track music. You just do the dueling piano thing. And that's a thing all unto itself. That is the act. And that works most of the time. 
Uh, it's harder to book that for a, a multitude of reasons. It's very popular, but it's popular in the dueling piano bars, the, the places where it's set up gig, where people know to go find that. It's a little harder to book that particular thing out. Uh, you typically just do a lot of residence, residency gigs with that type of dueling piano thing. But if you want to do a multitude of variety of show, the way to do it is to set up track music behind you. And if you're a keyboard player, you probably know how to program MIDI or, or do you know something like that. And if not, you can find good track music in A440 pitch, in key, in tune nowadays. Used to be they would be out of tune or whatever. There are sources to find that. Again, in my course, Book Solid Playing Solo, I show you how to do this. But if you're a piano player and you've got tracks, dude, you can kill because you're free to do whatever you want to do on your keyboard with the tracks behind you. Plus, you'll have the ability with the DJ music incorporated into your show like I teach. That's the gig coach method. Live music combined with DJ music, the live with track music behind you. You playing your instrument in front of it with the DJ. You can play anything. The variety is amazing. A venue owner told me one time few years ago he was very he had one of the top venues for booking live music at the time in in the area okay it was it was a place that was sought after and some a and b list acts would perform there and they were real into they had a booking coordinator for the venue and he was very active and he brought in acts all the time big acts and all the regional local acts also the owner of that venue told me he was going to phase out live music. And the reason he told me was because most of the people who come in here and perform are irrelevant. That was the word he used. I asked him to explain. He said, they don't add anything. They do not add any value to what I'm doing here. I can just as soon have iTunes playing or Spotify in the background, I can just soon have the televisions running, you know, MTV stuff or whatever. But he said the live entertainers don't entertain. They just come and they play and they sing and they think that's enough. And it's not. It doesn't add anything to my patrons. I had performed there. The reason we're having this, I'm having this conversation with him is I stopped in one night impromptu. I don't know. It was after a gig or something. And Seems like my friend was playing there and this venue owner asked me to get up and, you know, play a few songs. Now it was just the guitar and I, and I, you know, I didn't really want to do it, but you have to do those things when you're in this business. You always never miss an opportunity and always be ready to do it. Now that doesn't mean you get up there and you play some song you've written, your ballad. No. So I took the guitar and I went to, on the stage and just did what I do naturally do. And I got the crap first of all, right off the bat. Well, you know, Sweet Caroline, ba, 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 that whole thing. So the crowd immediately, I have them from the first song. Then I do, uh, you know, Friends in Low Places. And then I might do Margaritaville. Now, these are old songs, but everybody loves them. And it makes an impact in the people. I think I might have done half a dozen songs or whatever. But they wanted me to stay up and keep playing, keep singing, because I'm entertaining them. The energy level, energy. 
So the venue owner kind of knew that. That's why he wanted me to get up there and do my little thing that I do. There's a little technique, you know, to doing it. The same way a, 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 yeah, a comedy piano act, dueling piano guy can sit at a piano and captivate an audience immediately with those songs. So the owner, the venue owner, um, we had this conversation. And he said, I'm going to phase out live music here because they can't do what you just did on that stage all by yourself. He said, I bring bands in here and they may sound good. They may whatever be good, but they don't entertain. They're irrelevant unless they, you know, have a, re a record on the radio. Then it's a ticketed event. That's all. That's totally different. The people are coming here to see them and they're, ha you know, the audience is happy to see them do what they do. High energy or low energy, but you'll also find those acts. They have to do the high energy thing too. They can't do ballads all night or it's an, uh, not a great experience for the ticket buyer. So I had this conversation with the venue owner and he said, live music, live entertainment is largely irrelevant. And boy, I thought about that. It, it really caused me to think. And I realized you have to find a way to be relevant to the venue, to the event. And how do you do that? You've got to elevate the mood. You have to entertain. And I'll show you how to do that in book solid playing solo for good pay. Stay tuned.